This episode is brought to you by Splash Refresher. Splash Refresher spices up my daily water intake by putting fun and hydration in one. Because as a mom, I already have my hands full. Every Splash Refresher flavor is delicious, bright, flavorful, and zero calories. I don't waste time on flavorless water I don't enjoy. I just drink Splash and I like it. My favorite flavor is the lemon. It really does taste like lemonade. My favorite is the mandarin orange flavor. There's a flavor for everyone to enjoy. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. Hello and welcome to Childproof from Betches Media. I'm Tori Phantom. And I'm Gwena Lathland. This episode goes out to everyone who hates the timer. We know you hate it. We know. We know. We saw the emails. We've heard you. Uh, but Thousands we need it. of them. Yeah, we, we do need it, except for today. We promised months ago that we would give you an episode with no timer for Christmas. And Christmas is in a couple days. This episode is the timerless one. Absolutely no timer. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. Let's happy go. fucking holidays. Happy holidays. Happy, happy holidays. All right. Thanks for listening to Childproof and Betches Media. Be sure to leave. <laughs> we're kidding. We're kidding. We're kidding. <laughs> Did we get you? That was the corniest thing. You? We thought we, we were so clever when we wrote that part. Yeah. We were like, that's going to be so funny. <laughs> it's going to be hilarious. I think it was more cringy than funny, but maybe that made it funny. I don't know. It probably would have been if we hadn't immediately ruined it. Be like, I'm sorry, we're not funny. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> we tried too hard. I'm sorry, we're not funny. Humor. Sorry. We tried to be funny. How very we millennial it, of us. Honestly. <laughs> okay. Okay. So, no, but for real, um, I have been really into diamond painting. Yes. <laughs> so I know you've been diamond painting and you've sent me yes. your creations. I think they're very cool. Uh -huh. I do have an issue with it. Why do they call it painting? <laughs> so I I don't I don't fully know, but get on the spot, like just pulling it out of my ass. I think it's because it is a, a, an amalgamation of paint by number and using these little. They're not even diamonds. Like when like when you're actually like into the the fandom, they look like rhinestones. They, call them, they are rhinestones. They call them drills. I don't know where that comes from either. But they're they're called I just, drills. I think it's a cool hobby. I love to see p the things people do. But I'm like, it's the name where I'm like, I could never do it. I think it's I think it's because it's like paint by number. Okay, okay. I mean that works a little, but it's like, yeah, it's, no, it's still dot by number, diamond by number. Okay, I'm not gonna stop trying to rename this. Number. Continue about your hobbies and your painting without paint. I try to I try to be very careful when I dive into something because I have an opportunity to go full send when I have no idea what I'm doing. Like that's essentially the only way I go into hobbies. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to buy all the equipment. So I spaced it out and I was like, okay, I've been at this long enough. I can justify another tool or element or something. So I got a light board. I got fancy like ergonomic grips for the little like pencil things that you use to actually stick the things. My last piece of equipment arrived a couple days ago. Mm -hmm. So now I'm done. Now I don't <laughs> want to do diamond painting. This anymore. is so relatable. So it, it goes it goes that way where you're like, I'm going to basically you set up like a reward structure for yourself. If I stick yeah. with this for a week, I can get myself this other thing. And then if I keep right. going, I'll get myself this thing. So uh, yes. I either do that or the absolute opposite because there's no gray area here okay where i'm no, like no, well not. i really want to do this and if i don't get everything that i need in the best of it then i'm not giving yeah. myself a real chance to to do this hobby well like of course i'm gonna burn out if i'm using like right. subpar equipment right of, of course i'm not gonna be able to conquer this new skill if i don't have the right tools and all yeah. of them to begin with yeah a photographer is totally made by the camera <laughs> so you're either going into it like I'm going to make this harder on myself because I'm not going to let myself have all the tools I actually need, or mm -hmm. I am going to buy an expert level amount of things for this hobby. <laughs> and no matter which way I approach it, I will abandon this hobby in a month. Yeah. It's yeah. done. So I'm, Moving I'm, on. I'm done with diamond painting. I have like 
a 30 second of this massive piece, this huge, <laughs> like six foot long piece that I embarked upon just in time for my ADHD to be like, you're done, bitch. Oh, okay. My question when you abandon a hobby, though, because I do this too, mm-hmm. and I feel like this is going to be a thing where we are wildly opposite. When you abandon a hobby, I'm going to make a prediction, not ask a question. You put all the tools away so nicely and you roll it up and you store it so that if the itch comes around again, you're like, oh, look it. Here are all these tools that I already have and need at my disposal that I can just hop right back in. Yeah. No, I I have an ADHD special interest hyperfixation doom closet just full of a bunch of like shoebox size bins. I have that too, but our doom looks different because yours is like organized doom. Your yeah. doom is that you just invested all this into these hobbies you abandoned, but mine is like, I'm done with this. Throw it in the closet. And then and then like a year later, I'm like, yeah, I could crochet again. And then I can't find a single hook and I have a bag of tangled yarn. And also there's just <laughs> like random like- balls of yarn around the house. For no reason. You have like the 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 Monica closet from Friends. Like her house is always immaculate, but there was this one closet that no one was ever allowed to open because it was her her doom closet. Yes. Everything that didn't have a good home was just shoved violently into this doom closet. Yeah. Or even if it has a good home and I just want to do something else. Um <laughs> yeah. <laughs> could go either way. <laughs> So, yeah, but yeah, that's, that's what I'm doing. My brain has decided I'm done with diamond painting. So now I get to go rifle through my doom closet and unearth a new one. And I decided to do this conscientiously. And I'm very proud of myself for like my executive function functioning here, because typically when I end a hobby or a special interest or a hyperfixation, I just go find a new one. And then I repeat the process. But for whatever reason, my brain's like, no, if you want something new to do with your hands. So I, I pulled out all of my embroidery stuff. Huh. And so now I'm going to embroider for a little bit. I love that. Okay. But what do you do if you go into your crap closet? That's my friend uh-huh. and I have always called our craft areas, our crap rooms or our crap closets, because it's just a bunch of the crap we've accumulated over the years. <laughs> my, mine's from doom boxes i adhd yeah. doom boxes i have a doom closet yeah so you have doom boxes i have a doom life but uh <laughs> <laughs> what, what what do you do if you go in to look at this collection of hobbies and none of them give the dopamine like none of them are like ah yes this is the thing is that when you go and invest in a new yeah. thing yeah yep. see for yep. me i kind of cycle i kind of cycle yeah i've been really into the piano again Mm-hmm. I started, I taught myself how to play piano when I was eight years old. Of course. And, and it's really that's what eight year olds do. That's what eight year olds do. Yeah. Seriously, how did your parents not fucking know? <laughs> <laughs> they didn't pay enough attention. <laughs> Come on. So <laughs> I, and that's the thing I do with any instrument. I say, if you give me an instrument in an hour, I'll learn to play a Beatles song. It's just, it's a natural <laughs> skill for me. It's it's something I don't have to think about. And it's confusing mm-hmm. because I don't know how I do it. If I think about how I play an instrument, I suddenly can't play it anymore because then I get in my head and I'm like, well, what do I do with my hand next? I don't know. I can't think about it. I just have to let it it's happen. It's fascinating because as your friend, you have texted me, hey, what's the difference between uh, bleach and Windex and can I use them on the same thing? But then also in the same day, I bought a trumpet. And now I can play six songs. Did you know yeah. how to play trumpet before? No. Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, I played trumpet when I was like 12 for like six months. Okay. And who taught you how to play trumpet when you were 12? I did, I did do that in the school band. So I did. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. That was like the one time I had a lesson, but the piano thing. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so I taught myself to play piano when I was eight and I would do this on and off or I did it for a few years and then I got a guitar when I was 11 and then I taught myself how to play that. And then I taught myself how to play mm-hmm. the bass and we had a drum set. I taught myself to play that and a ukulele. I've taught myself to play a few scales on a violin. I can play the mandolin. I spent a summer learning how to play the banjo. I could play some Bob Dylan songs on the harmonica. Like I, there's probably some I'm missing here. Okay. <laughs> I, play, I play the French horn trumpet. I, ju- I have a thing. I'm getting a, I'm getting a tongue drum, but back to the piano. So the I, fuck? <laughs> <laughs> you know, hobbies. Piano, piano, focus. Yeah. So focus. and I'm medicated. But I know. <laughs> so I, I taught myself to do this because I, I learned how to read treble clef in school band, right? Mm-hmm. 
And I taught myself how to play bass clef a little bit, but I Mm -hmm. wasn't really reading bass clef. I was translating it from treble clef. And so it was really complicated. And so I stopped reading music and I could just play by ear. So if you listen Mm -hmm. to me play piano of a song I just know how to play, it's fluent. I sound like a master piano player, okay? Right, but if I hand you a piece of sheet music, it's going to sound like a five-year-old? It's better than that because I can read. I mean, if it's just my right hand, it's still fluent. But this time when I picked up the the piano again, I was like, I want Mm -hmm. to fluently learn how to read the bass clef and treble clef at the same time. So I worked on it and I could do that uh, within like two days. And so now I am sight reading bass clef, treble clef at the same time. And I'm playing all these songs. Uh, And as of like a couple of days ago, I'm really bored now. So I'm probably going to switch instruments. But yeah, that's just we have over 30 instruments in our house. It's a problem. Support for today's episode comes from Honey Love. With Honey Love, you can feel your best even when you're wearing less. They've revolutionized compression technology so you no longer feel like you're suffocating while wearing effective shapewear. Plus, they are the only shapewear that won't ever roll down, no matter how much you're on the move. For a limited time only, you can get Honey Love on sale. Get 20% off your entire order with our exclusive link, honeylove.com slash childproof. Support our show and check them out at honeylove.com forward slash childproof. When talking about shapewear, Honey Love's best-selling superpower short is the go-to. It's targeted compression technology that distinguishes between areas where you want more support and areas you need less compression. Their signature X targets and sculpts your midsection without squeezing your natural curves. It's designed to work with your body, not against it. We love to see it. Treat yourself to the best bras and shapewear on the market and save 20% off at honeylove.com slash childproof. Use our exclusive link to get 20% off honeylove.com slash childproof. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support our show and tell them we sent you. The summer vibes are just getting started. Shape your life with Honey Love. By the time baby number two comes, you feel superhuman. You totally have it all figured out. You got this. But then the reality sets in. It's more than twice the work and can sometimes feel like absolute chaos. It's obviously not always going to go right, but you'll take any opportunity to make it a little easier. The Honest Company has a new line of calming products for the whole family, so your little ones will go down easier and you can have a moment of honest relaxation. The Calm Collection is a line of dreamy and calming lavender products to help make you and your baby's bedtime routine smoother. They have lavender wipes to clean up sticky hands and messes, a calm lavender bath and body set that's both gentle enough for babies and soothing self-care for moms, lightweight lavender body oil to help wind down before bedtime, and fun purple printed pajamas made with 100% certified organic cotton. The sooner your little ones go to bed, the sooner you are able to relax. For a little while, anyway. Their Calm Lavender Collection is made with lavender essential oils that help calm babies before bed. And their super absorbent overnight diapers have up to 12 hours of leak protection. With a focus on sustainability and clean products, The Honest Company works with toxicologists at their in-house lab to create eco-friendly, safe, and effective products you can feel good using. Body products are naturally derived and designed for all skin types, while their diapers are made with plant-based materials that are ultra-soft and super absorbent. Good for your whole family? and your environment. Try Honest for yourself. Shop at Target, Amazon, Walmart, and Honest.com. It's funny that you started talking about piano because this year for Christmas, I am giving my youngest daughter, the girl child, piano lessons. And I'm mainly doing that because we have a piano. We have a Mm -hmm. keyboard and it lives in uh, our, our game room, our studio. It's what we call our studio. Um, And she will sit down and just plonk, 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 plonk. And then she found, and I was fascinated by watching this happen in real time. She found that the keyboard has like an autoplay where you can turn it on. And then no matter what key you hit, it was playing a song. So you Mm -hmm. just plonk, plonk, plonk. And it would just continue to pretend like you were really playing the song. Um, And she was fascinated. And then what I watched her do is she would turn it off. And she would try to, she would just hit keys and it took me a sec to realize, but she was finding the rhythm and she was trying to, by ear, figure out how this song actually played back. Like she was fully aware that she could not be hitting the right keys to get this song to play forward. And she was trying to figure out, and then she would turn it on and she would do it again. Then she would turn it off and she would do it again. I was like, you're a musical baby. Ooh. Oh, that's so exciting. <laughs> you're a, that might be your spark. You're a musical baby. <laughs> One of mine has started interesting, interested in the 
piano too probably because that's like all I do and it's kind of <laughs> like this joke like are you going to play the entertainer again yeah I am so I got her some books and I've been trying to help her and that's when I learned like I am not a teacher and so I should actually <laughs> look into lessons for her too. Yeah. <laughs> but it's so, I think that's so fun when you see the sparks happen for your kids. Mm-hmm. And it's like exciting when it's something you also love. Now I do. I know. I, yes, it's very helpful because raising Abby, at, first of all, I, she's 16 years old and I saw her first spark. Really? I feel like it's important to define what a spark is. When I say a spark, what I mean is there is something that they get excited about and without direction or guidance, they start exploring more. They get hungry to learn more about this. So they start resource gathering and resource hoarding. They are on their own, unprompted. They become an expert that they can now teach you about a subject. Yes, Yes. So yes. that's that's a spark. Now, there are interests. There are things that they'll explore, but then like you kind of have to guide them and they're not really seeking it out. It's just nice when they are presented with new stuff. But watching the girl child turn the autoplay on and off and try to figure out how to play Fearalise on her own. That was, oh, oh, she's hungry. She wants to know yes. how this works. Yes. Oh, that's so exciting. And I didn't see that in Abby until she was 16. I was starting to get real concerned. I was like, kid, you've got to have a passion somewhere in you. Like we tried the sports. We tried the music. We tried the art. So where did it, where did she land? Can I ask? Broadcasting and media. Ooh. She wants to be a journalist. I know your kid. That makes sense. Right? Yes. Right? And it makes sense that it wouldn't be till she was a teenager that something like that would have caught her interest. Like she she had to gather a whole bunch of skills first before she was at the point where she had to be able to read. She had to be able to have some critical question skills. Yeah. She had to be able to have the dexterity and memory to operate the equipment. Like there was a whole bunch of skills she had to gather through those first 15 years to finally get a chance. She got into a broadcasting class and... At first, I was like, oh, this is another interest. And then I then I watched it happen. Then she came home and she laundry listed all of these things that she was going to do for this project. And she is going so far above and beyond. I, I saw her raw file and I, yeah. I happened to be holding camera for her while she was doing it because it's a midterm project. I was holding camera for her. And the way that she went from just talking like Abby to me to then turning and getting into position and like this whole shroud pulled down the persona. over her. The persona turned on and she was like, this is Bear News Network. I was like, holy shit, that's the spark. Yes, yes. It's actually, I think it's cool too because I think that spark can happen at any time. Like at any time. Speaking of the broadcasting, mm-hmm. at, at the broadcasting thing, Jim has always had a spark for radio. Since he, he was a has kid, the greatest radio voice. Oh my god! He has, and I always tell him. Sometimes he'll be talking, and I'm like, "Can you not radio talk at me? Can, <laughs> can I hear your regular voice, please?" And he has the greatest radio voice, but he's always wanted to do it. And he was like involved in radio stuff, like a club when he was in high school. Mm-hmm. But you know, life happens, and he got pulled 17 directions. And then we ended up back in the city we live in now, which is where he's from. And I heard that there was going to be a job fair for the radio years ago. Mm-hmm. And I said, you should go. And he's like, oh, well, you know, it's it's this and that. It's not really worth it. Like, I have a job. I said, it has been your dream your whole life. Mm-hmm. You should go. And I really um, ended up kind of bullying him into going. Okay. And so he went <laughs> and he talked to them. He had some great conversations. And then he never heard anything. And he was like, oh, well, you know, that's all right. And then the next year, there was another job fair. And I said, you should go, Mm -hmm. right, just for this radio station. And he's like, well, I went before and it didn't turn out. I said, they might have different jobs now. I said, what's the worst that can happen? You just go and talk to people that you think are cool? And he's like, yeah, okay, I'll go. And anyway, now he's a morning show host for the radio. And it's a part-time job. And uh, he loves it. It's like a hobby he gets Mm -hmm. paid to do. And that spark can happen at any time. And I see that spark. I've seen that spark in the same way with your youngest, how Mm -hmm. at five years old, you're like, oh, this is a music thing. I had that with my eldest because when she was around that age, you know, kids start drawing stick figures and stuff. Yeah. She 
would sit down and she would draw a face and like a person and she'd make sure that that the eyes had eyelashes and that the fingers yeah. had fingernails and these tiny little details. It wasn't just the the dot curves, little uh-huh. face smile you'd see on a stick yeah, figure. Yeah. It was this eye for detail. And she started drawing all these things and I'd watch her. I'm like, this, this is a talent. You know, I mean, I have her early artwork and it sucked because it was made by a five-year-old. <laughs> but for a five-year-old, right. it was above level. Mm-hmm. And now she is... Uh, like over the moon she draws these photo realistic things she Mm -hmm. draws she's teaching herself animation she's using programs teaching herself to 3d render because she wants to be a video game designer someday that's her goal she wants to animate for video games yeah and she wants to do she wants to bring 2d animation back because she's like i like watching animated movies but i like the artwork in 2d i want to kind of make my own 2D animated movie and she draws all these things. And I think one of the things when we see the spark, we want to encourage them without leading. But also, I think it's so important to challenge them too. Mm -hmm. Because when you're really good at something, you can kind of get comfy and stop growing. Yeah. And so when it comes to like her art, she has very specific things she likes to draw and she really Mm -hmm. likes doing digital art. And it's, I mean, it's incredible. I've shared some of it on my social media, but you know, she doesn't love using paper and pencils as much because there's not an undo tool. Right. Okay. Right. Fine. But also we're learning things when we're doing that. So she's now in this art class at school, which was Mm -hmm. so exciting. She, she got her like second quarter class schedule and she was like, I get art class. She's so excited. (laughs) Yeah. And There was like some project they were doing this specific type of art. I don't remember the name of it, but it was like combining animals together. And the teacher had said, do two copies for rough drafts. And you want to combine like at least four animals together, four to six. So she combined 17 and her teacher was like, (laughs) you can just do one. That's fine. You can just do one. And then last week she comes home and said, mom, I want to show you what I did in art class this week. We just did it over the last couple of days and it was just, it's like this photo realism thing, but it's, uh, it's to work on gradients or some, some art yeah. word. I don't know. Yeah. And she shows it to me and she drew a portrait of a person mm-hmm. and it was one of, I, I could not believe that an 11 year old did that. I wouldn't believe that a 20 year old did it. It was so, I, I mean, it's one of those, it's a natural talent. And I looked right. at that and I was like, dude. I know you like drawing cats, owls, and dragons, but please work on this skill. Right. This right. is cool. You know, and it's it's that challenge of like, yes, you you love all these things. And it's great that you love what you're doing. But what if there's something else you love and you just haven't gotten there? You yet? haven't found it yet. Yeah. And it's that type of challenge. I told my mom that we were going to put the girl child in piano lessons. And she's like, do you think that's a lot of expectation for a five-year-old? Um, I was like, No. Uh, first of all, <laughs> second, um, shut up, mom. <laughs> shut, no, I don't think that, uh, <laughs> end of conversation. Why would you ask? <laughs> shut up. <laughs> you already, you already did the parenting. Shh. Um, no, that's not the relationship I have with my mom, but I was like, no, I don't think it's an unreasonable expectation because I am not dropping her in at five years old because I am going to narrow laser focus on you will be a concert pianist by the time you are 14 Beethoven now like that's not the vibe (laughs) what what the vibe is is I'm going to give you instruction and tools that will help this make more sense that will potentially continue to warm that spark until it erupts right into a full-born maybe she will be a concert pianist maybe she'll just kind of know how to read music it, maybe she'll just like to do it right i i'm a millennial and i'm constantly having to you do not have to monetize everything you love <laughs> like yes that is it's such a weird thing isn't it because we were like drilled capitalism into our brains from a young age like hustle culture you man. have to find a job you have to make it a job and if that's if a you love crocheting me, I, you have I, to sell what you crocheted yeah. like that's yeah. what you do and that's I, how many instruments do i play i, I just listed at least 10 right how many people have heard me play them? It's not frequent because that's something I do for me. We've been friends for three joy, years and I it, didn't cool. know that you played French horn. So that's how often you play French horn. <laughs> yeah. 
But it's it's just it's one of those things that if you do it and it sparks joy for you mm-hmm. and that's all it does, that's so important. Yeah. So it's not it's not a minimal. All it does is make me happy. That's that's like the goal in life. That makes you happy. Excellent. Keep doing that. So the the parameters I'm setting on this is we have to get through the semester. We're going to start right after Christmas, right after we get back to school. We've already found the teacher um, and we'll work out where we do this. Um, It might be the community center Mm -hmm. that that lets people use the piano for lessons. It might be at our house, might be at her house. We know this woman. It's cool. We'll work out the details. But. We have to go through the semester. It does not matter how much you don't want to for the semester. If at the end of the semester you want to stop, cool, we'll look into something else because I am quite convinced, with room to be wrong, I'm quite convinced this kid loves music. This kid loves music mm-hmm. at like a body and soul level. She will feel incomplete. This is relatable. Yeah. She will feel yes. incomplete without <laughs> access to not just music to listen to but music to be a part of. Yes. I, I, it's so it's so important when you get to be a music person like that. It's the only thing that shuts my brain up. Yes. <laughs> so I, I have every reason to believe this is what we're looking at with the girl child. If after the piano lessons, it's not, it's not doing it for her. It's not what's igniting that spark into a flame. It's not pushing forward and it's become work and effort. And I recognize we're working with a five-year-old here, right? Like, Mm-hmm. realistic expectations yeah. of commitment levels. We'll just find something else. Right. We're hoping for twinkle, twinkle, little star. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Hydrating doesn't have to be boring. Splash Refresher spices it up by putting fun and hydration in one. Because as a mom, I already have my hands full. Splash Refreshers are delicious, bright, flavorful, and available in five craveable flavors. It has zero sugar, zero calories, and a splash of sweetness for a hydrating and delicious beverage you'll come back to again and again. My favorite flavor is the lemon. Uh, it really does taste like lemonade, so I'm getting hydrated, and it just feels like I'm drinking lemonade. Splash Refresher perfectly blends refreshing fruit flavors with just a little bit of sweetness, all with zero sugar and zero calories. Available in five craveable flavors, wild berry, acai grape, pineapple mango, lemon, and mandarin orange, Splash Refresher is there to satisfy your need for hydration with a little flavor. There's a flavor for everyone to enjoy. They are delicious, bright, flavorful, and hydrating, and zero calories, so you can have fun flavored water without any guilt. Consider your hydrated self thriving. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. I am so happy that warmer weather is finally back and we can get to enjoying some time in the sun, but springtime always brings those unwanted guests, pollen and seasonal allergies. Luckily for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin clear with Claritin D. Shout out to Claritin for supporting this episode and providing us with samples. I have seasonal allergies. My husband has seasonal allergies. So from about April till June, we all sound like this just constantly. This is what we sound like without Claritin. It helps so much with being able to enjoy springtime and outside without running a water faucet for a nose. Designed for serious allergy sufferers, Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so you can breathe better. This double action combination of prescription strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available relieves sneezing, a runny nose, itchy and watery eyes, an itchy nose and throat, and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. Ready to live life as if you don't have allergies? It's time to live Claritin Clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin Clear. Use as directed. I've been thinking about doing piano lessons for myself. Yeah. Not to teach me how to play piano, but to teach me how I play the piano because I don't really (laughs) understand it. Like I've been doing it nearly my whole life and, and I don't, I don't understand how I know how to play the piano. It, mm-hmm. it, again, it doesn't make sense to me and I can sight read music. I could do it all, but I know that there are knowledge gaps because yeah. I taught myself and you can't know what you don't know. And I'm like, how do you find, how do you find a piano lesson to, to I can play the piano, but I, can you help me to know why, how I play piano, please? <laughs> what cracks me the F up is. I, I also know how to play piano. I was required to take lessons when I was in college um, because I was an opera major at first. And so they put me in piano lessons. And so I've had just the barest minimum of lessons. I cannot play piano very well, but I can 
if pushed. You play piano better. Punk your way through it. Yeah. Yeah. Like it'll, you'll recognize the song. It won't sound good and you won't want me to do it again, but you will recognize what I'm playing. (laughs) Um, You play piano better than I do. But because I've had lessons and you have not, you drop your wrists and all I can see and feel and hear is the (laughs) sensation of my piano instructor going, lift those wrists. Oh my gosh. (laughs) I play every, every instrument I play. I'd never play it in front of someone who's classically trained because they would cringe so hard. (laughs) Listen, it sounds good. Okay. I I might be doing it wrong, but I'm doing it right. Also, two things can be true. Right. Tori plays piano better than I do. When it comes, one of the things that I think of when we talk about getting our kids involved in like a hobby or you know lessons, activities, things Mm -hmm. like that, is finding the line of when it's appropriate to let them quit or when to push them. And I like this timeline of like we're going to commit to a semester, Mm -hmm. and sometimes I follow that. Yeah, we're gonna. Well, we're gonna just do it for this long. If you decide you don't like it, we'll stop. Right. Mm -hmm. Last year. My youngest decided she wanted to try ballet. We did it until we did it from August to Christmas. Mm -hmm. And she's like, Mom, I just really don't like it. I don't ever want to go. Then we're not going to go anymore. You've done it for half a year. I'm not going to like. And I had seen this kind of pattern starting every time at first excited for ballet. But by the end, she didn't like, I don't want to do ballet today. Mm -hmm. Okay, well, we're not going to do it then. But then it's also, are we not wanting to do it? Because we hate it or because it's gotten challenging. Right. And we want to give up. And so trying to find that line, and it depends on the kid. Yeah. It depends on the kid. And because like my eldest, more likely to get frustrated and give up. And mm-hmm. so I have drilled into her brain, when you find yourself frustrated, we're not going to quit. We're going to take a break. You have to go look at something else. Yeah. That's how art works. If you just stare at that, you're going to see everything. It's going to get wobbly when you're mm-hmm. looking at it. You got to take a break come back to it. And she's gotten so good at that, that she has stopped that frustration of giving up mm-hmm. almost entirely. So she needs the push. Whereas yeah. my youngest is this super ambitious kid who loves everything. So for her to continue trying and get to a point to say, I don't want to do mm-hmm. this anymore. Mm-hmm. Well, then you're not going to do it anymore. Yeah. Yeah. We, we have so far tried Taekwondo and ballet. Uh, both lasted, one lasted about four months. Uh, the boy child wanted to do, he wanted to do fighting is what he said. He wanted to be a superhero and he wanted to fight like a superhero. So we put him in Taekwondo. It lasted about four months. He was four at the time. And then Mm -hmm. it, it fizzled and he never, he never actually said, I don't want to go. What he did is he basically stopped participating in the classes so there was one mm-hmm. instructor who was just wrangling him and one other kid. I was like, all right, he's checked out. I, I'm not going to continue to pay the dojo for him not to be in Taekwondo. My my eldest did MMA and Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu for a year when she was four. Yeah. They had baby MMA classes. Baby MMA. That was cute. <laughs> Well, like obviously they weren't they weren't they weren't hosting like baby fights. They right. were just really teaching them like strength techniques yeah. and stuff. Yeah. But she got to like go into an octagon. So that was that was adorable. You know. So, but that wasn't her thing. She's not right. a sporty kid. Right. So uh yeah, the the girl child was in ballet. I think we made it three months before she she did do the thing. Mom, I hate it. I hate it because I, I want to I, I want to do this thing. And she was describing she wanted to be the sugar plum fairy. I was like, okay, wait. Mm. If you want to be the sugar plum fairy, you've you've got to do all these other bits first. And she's like, no, I don't want to dance. I want to be the sugar plum fairy. Oh, okay. Got it. So I just Okay, yes, no, I see the line there. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. if if you're a parent, you understood what my kid just said. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to dance as the sugar plum fairy. I, I want to be, be the, the sugar plum. Got oh it. yeah, no, I get that. That's mm-hmm. we were on the different page there. We can stop ballet. Okay, question though. When you were a kid, mm-hmm. was there any hobbies that you wanted to pursue but didn't get to? Were there any hobbies that you were kind of forced into and couldn't leave? Was there anything you wanted to do but didn't have access to? I said question, but that was questions. They were all they were all related. So I started singing when I was four. And when I say singing, I mean not just singing in the shower and in the car or when I'm playing, but like there was a there was a little Christmas pageant. Uh, at the church that uh, my family went to and all the kids would go up and sing, you know, away in a manger. But 
the the teacher who was in charge of this was an elementary music teacher. Like that was her real job. And then she also volunteered at the church to run the kids' music program. She heard me and went, that child, come here. So I have perfect pitch. And I was born with perfect pitch as one with perfect pitch is. She identified that and she gave me a solo. Same. That's how the music thing works for me. No wonder we're friends. We should start a band. (laughs) That would be the most... (laughs) either delightful or terrible experience ever. And start writing children's songs. About otters and rats. Um. Yes. <laughs> okay. So I, I, got, I got to sing my first solo when I was four, and that ignited the spark. Like, I immediately sparked into music. And then we kept trucking along mm-hmm. with pageants and community theater and community musical theater and choir. And, and then I got to middle school. And the middle school accidentally gave me a first quarter, a first third, a first tenth life crisis because in middle school, I had to choose whether I love the math that just happened there. Shut up. (laughs) That was real time. (laughs) Gwen is brain breaking. Um, They put on a 12 year old's shoulders the most important decision that was unfairly hers to make. It was only hers to make. No one else could make it for her. But there was no business for a 12-year-old to make this massive a decision. And I, I'm not being dramatic here because I had to choose between joining choir and singing or joining orchestra and playing cello. I wanted to play cello. Now, this was a middle school orchestra, so they they knew full well they were going to be working with kids who had never picked up a string instrument in their life. I could not do both because they didn't have enough electives, and both of them were a first-hour position. So the very first hour of the day, I was either going to go mm. to orchestra or I was going to go to choir. And what I did not know is my decision would shape the rest of my life. I was 12. I chose choir. <laughs> I chose choir and that eventually led me to performing in Carnegie Hall, to singing opera, to becoming an opera major, to paying for most of my college by singing in shitty jazz bars in Oklahoma City. It enabled me to meet Jack because one of the ways we bonded was we were both at one time in our lives professional musicians and no longer were by the time we met. Like a decision I made to sing instead of play cello at the age of 12 shaped the rest of my life. And I still occasionally wonder What would it have gone if I picked the damn cello? I think you should pick up a cello now, just saying. But okay, question then. (laughs) Was your mom supportive of the singing thing? Yeah, absolutely. Like, what was her role? Did she push you? She pushed me. Or was she just more of a supporter? So my mom, my mom was do what I said because I said so. Except... In my pursuit of music, she was a pusher, but in the most healthy way possible. Every time I'd be like, I I hate this aria. I think I'm done singing. I'm going to drop out of choir. She'd be like, no, you're not. Just go back in there and practice. (laughs) Okay. And because she was so authoritarian in other ways in my life, I just didn't argue when she's like, no, you're not dropping out of choir today. You say this every three weeks because Mm -hmm. the aria is hard. You just have to practice. And then I'll go back in. I'll practice. I'll get the part that was hard. And she'll be like, I told you, are you still going to drop out of choir? No. <laughs> so she, she, she was very controlling in a lot of aspects. I was required to have a, you know, clean plate club, straight A's, you know, curfew or, you know, I'd yeah. get my ass whipped. Like all of those things were, but weirdly that authoritarian bent to her parenting kept me, kept me from doing that thing that we were just talking about of quitting because it was hard or quitting because I'm not interested anymore. She didn't let me fall into that trap of quitting just because it was hard. Right. See, for me, I my mom wanted like the perfect little daughter. Uh, It's not how that turned out. I'm not sorry. (laughs) But she put me in dance Mm -hmm. when I was four. Tapping ballet. And I was a competitive dancer, went all over the country and won several awards for lots of things. Mm-hmm. And I did that until I, I eventually quit during like a mental health crisis when I was like 16. I mm-hmm. just I just stopped. And I, I loved dance. I loved tap. Ballet wasn't really my thing. I did love tap. I still have my tap shoes. 
for some reason. Do you still remember how to do it? Like, do you still have the muscle memory or do you think it's gone? Absolutely, I do. Absolutely, I do. <laughs> Just the other day, my kid found those shoes, which I didn't even know where they were. She found them and she's like, can you do this? And I was like, yeah, time step, wing, <laughs> shuffle ball, change. Let's go. I'm going to need a video of tap dancing, Tori. That that needs to go up. You got it. Soon. Let's do it. <laughs> but it went with the music passion, but it wasn't. And that's, I like tap because tap is really percussion. Yeah. So it still works. You're right? making music technically. But my passion, yeah, I wanted to play instrument. Mm-hmm. And so I was so excited because I knew my school started school band in the fourth grade. And I was like in the second grade, like, I'm so excited. I want to join band. And I wanted to play flute, Um, could not figure that one out, Uh, but French horn, they handed me a French horn and I played beautifully from the first time I tried it. Okay. So I started there. From a musician's perspective, if you don't, what I'm giggling because French horn is probably one of the hardest instruments to play for a bunch of different reasons. Flute is also Mm -hmm. a rather difficult instrument to play. But Mm -hmm. it is not nearly as difficult as French horn. And Tori's like, no, flute was too hard. French horn, though, that one hit. (laughs) Yeah. And I was like a tiny little child. And you've seen the size of a French horn. It's as big as I was. You had to like stick your hand uh, in it so you like hyperextending yeah, your shoulder to get over there. You could play a whole C scale just by, you play a whole C scale just by moving your hand in and out of the bell and changing your, your embouchure. But so I started doing that and I'm like, cool music, music. But then I was like, I'm not really into the band thing. I want to play piano. So I started teaching myself piano immediately because I was like, well, I'll play French horn at school, but like I want to play piano. Then I got the guitar. And so the thing is my parents they were like, cool, do your thing, but also like, please shut up. <laughs> so like my instruments, uh, I was required to practice. Same thing, like authoritarian parenting. You have to practice 20 minutes a day, but literally go outside to the driveway because we don't want to hear it. So I'm like in the middle of nowhere on a mountain, just like playing a French horn in a dirt road. Yeah, just playing playing outside. There was just a, there was just a mountain lion in upstate New York who was confused as fuck as to what was going on. <laughs> so confused yes I think my favorite thing because my mom said this thing to me I will never forget this moment and it was like it was a a shitty thing to say and the way she said it was awful but I needed to hear it because one thing you probably know about me is that I like to listen to songs on repeat and I can Mm -hmm. listen to a song on repeat for six months straight Mm -hmm. and every time I listen to it 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 still makes me happy and I do this regularly this song cycle maybe I'll have three songs on repeat but there's all it's on repeat like my google home its name at my house is literally on repeat because whatever I'm listening to it's on repeat yeah (laughs) and so when I started to play guitar I wanted to learn a finger pick and so like that's where I started because Mm -hmm. again it's me so I wasn't like let me learn a c chord like no I learned how to play green day's time of your life finger picked I was 11 and I was like this is this is where we're starting and I thought that was so cool because I could pick this song out. And so I did. Yeah. My uncle played it at every holiday because he played guitar. He only and knew so the one I song. fell in love with this song. <laughs> <laughs> he was great. He's the reason I play guitar because like I just the whole different. I think I talked about it just a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. But so I learned to play this song and I was like, man, look at I can play it and I could put it on my CD player mm-hmm. and I could play along. <laughs> and I was like, oh, my, like I'm doing it right. And so I kept playing it. And playing it and playing it. <laughs> and then one day, my mom said, Will you learn a new damn song? <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. What I love about Shopify is basically how no matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. I know we use Shopify here at Betches, and honestly, anyone with any kind of business could really benefit from Shopify. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S., 
And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklyn, and, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash betches, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash betches now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash betches. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I loved to play. I still do. And so sometimes what I wonder is because like your mom was this support mm-hmm. and you ended up going to school for this, right? Mm-hmm. Like this was this passion for for me being a child. Like I did some theater. I did dance. I did the 17 instruments. Mm-hmm. And my parents were like, figure out what you want to do with your life. Mm-hmm. Like you have to figure out a job. This isn't going to be it. Mm-hmm. Also, like, please turn the volume down. It's just stop. We don't actually want to hear anything that you're doing. I, to this day, I don't know that my parents even know how many instruments I play. Like that's not a thing they care about. (laughs) Yeah. Whatever. But I wanted to go to school for songwriting. I wanted Mm -hmm. to go to school for music, but because of this idea of like that, all millennials were told, pick what you want to do with your life. You have to go to school. You have to go to college. You have to get a good job. Mm -hmm. This is the way life works. Here you go. Here's the timeline. Mm -hmm. Put the guitar down. We don't care. Go have the time of your life. Or any degree. You have to have a degree or you will fail. You have to have a degree. And I never ended up pursuing music. And to this day, I'm still like, I kind of want to pursue music. But, you know, you get into that. It's not too late, but like I'm so busy now. Right. But that's a thing I'm not doing with my kids. Like as Mm -hmm. a calculated decision, Mm -hmm. I'm not pushing college. Yeah. And I know that's controversial. I'm not. I'm not. But I'm not saying I'm not anti-college. Right. But like I have a college degree and all I have from it is debt. I've never worked in the field. <laughs> but I, I I don't want that degree. I just felt like I had to get one. So and if my kid wants to do something with their life that would require a college degree, like I think Absolutely. my eldest might end up in college because of what she wants to mm-hmm. do with computer programming, video game design, mm-hmm. all these things. College would benefit that. Yeah. But if one of my kids is like at 18 years old when you're still a child, is like, I don't know what I want to do. Well, then don't go to college. Not right away. Why would you do that? That's a huge investment that you're going to pay for the rest of your life. Spend some time exploring Mm -hmm. things. Maybe go to trade school for now because there's always work. Mm -hmm. There's unions. Yeah. Like that's, there's going to be work. Like when we get a job, you don't have to love your job. Hopefully you can tolerate it. But if you don't love your job, well, it's funding you to be able to do the things you love outside of work. And so that's really the kind of perspective I am bringing to the table with my kids. That's my intention. They're still young. You know, my opinions could change. My my opinions have been that for a long time. And now that I am, you know, at that precipice, I'm at the threshold of looking at college or no. Um, Abby has vacillated back and forth. I want to do this thing that requires college. I want to do this thing that doesn't really require college. College, no college. College, no college. Military? College, no college. (laughs) Like... (laughs) It's it's inherent in the process. Being a teenager is so hard. What a decision that we put on, on children. children. Pick what you want to do for the rest of your life right right now. Now. Well, I this is one of those things where when I say children learn through example more than lectures, right? Because Abby School gave them this career readiness assessment and it was a multi-step process and and one of the first things they had to do was fill out this form that said what what things are you interested in if you had to pick right now and I am I am appreciative of the phrasing they chose but if you had to pick right now which of these fields would you enter as a profession and it listed out several and Abby looked at them and she was like eh, some of those seem fine some of those are definitely no but like so she asked the teacher who was proctoring this little portion of this this exam type thing. She's like, "Can I just write I don't know?" And she was told, "No. You you have to pick one of these. It's it's an exercise, but you, you know, you do need to pick one that genuinely interests you because that's going to affect what happens next in this little assessment 
process thing. Mm-hmm. See, and at that point, how do you find the buy-in if you're like, I really don't care right. about this because this isn't right. for me? That's so hard. She was like, but I don't know. And it's, I'm 16. My mom didn't want figure out what she wanted to do with her life until she was like almost 40. How am I? It's okay if I don't know at 16. And that was the point at which my little mom pride started glowing. Yeah, bitch, tell him. It's okay if you don't know. Get him. Sick him, Abby. But, but yeah, she, she wrote, I don't know. And the school has not yet called me because I'm pretty sure I'm, Abby has not fessed up to this, but I know her and I know how she communicates. I'm pretty sure the school said, well, if you're not going to participate in this process, we're going to have to call your mom. And I would bet perfectly good, obscene amounts of money that she leaned in and said, okay, call her. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's, I feel like that's how my kids are too. <laughs> okay. call. That's not the threat that you think it is. <laughs> yeah. You, they follow the rules. They, yeah. they, they're respectful, but also if a rule doesn't make yeah. sense. They know that I'm not going to, like, I'm going to question it, too. Let them call right. me. Right. I'd like to have a talk about right. this rule. Right. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm pretty sure Abby was like, okay, call her. It's going to go differently than you think it's going to, but call her if you want. <laughs> She'll parent you, too. <laughs> Suddenly, the next year, I don't know, is an option. <laughs> right. And uh, I've made a, a grown man cry. But yeah, no, I absolutely... College is great. Some fields require college. And right now with Abby looking at broadcast and broadcast media, college is right back on the table. Because while it's not necessary, mm-hmm. it is an edge in that field to have proper education. And sometimes that's what college can do is give you networking and, and skills you didn't know you needed. Again, it's that it's the you can't know what you don't know. Right. I'm not shitting on the college system. Right. Well, some of it. <laughs> the price, the price we can shit on. The the price, and and sometimes I'm like, why do I why do I have to take this course for this degree? Right. It doesn't right. But this isn't no, about no, that. No. Continue. We should do an episode on that though. Um, <laughs> we should do. Wait, an have we done an episode on how much? No, we did one on standardized no, I don't testing. Think we have. We'll talk about college sometime next year. Yeah. Okay, um, we'll do college <laughs> sometime. Yeah, maybe if we remember. Right. right. The comments will keep us on on track. Yeah, but the college, it's like. I want my kids to succeed, but I don't think that there's one way to Mm-mm. get there. And that's my middleest kiddo. Okay. She's seven. And we were talking because, you know, I think that's around the age at school that they're like, what do you want to be when you grow up? Like that kind of stuff. And so we we're talking about it. And I said, well, have you thought about what you want to do when you grow up? And she's like, no, I'm not. I don't want to grow up right now. <laughs> like it was so plain. Like I'm not, I don't, I don't want to grow up right now. Like I'm a kid. This is what I'm doing right mm-hmm. now. I'm I'm being a kid and I'm like, I love yeah. this. But I think that's like a diff- there, there's a distinction I make between what do you want to do when you grow up and what do you want to be when you mm-hmm. grow up? Because I think like while those things can go together, what do you want to be? Like I'm going to be a good person who is a part of my community and, you know, like these kinds of things. What do you want to do is like more of a profession. But so when her and I were talking about like just jobs in general, because she's like, I don't know, like, what even is there to do? Because people say, like, I want to do this or that. Like, I want to be a doctor or a vet. And she's like, I don't really want to do that. So, like, I don't even know what else stuff there is. And I said, here's the thing. I said, there are so many jobs that even I have never yeah. heard of. I said, there are jobs for everything. Mm-hmm. Like, I told I told her this because I was so fascinated myself. I was on an airplane last year. This year? Earlier this year. It was last school year, which is last year Absolutely, for parents. yes. This makes it perfect sense. 2023, but it was last year. It was, it was yeah. last year. So, I was on a... It, yeah, I was I was on an airplane and I was by myself, so I ended up sitting next to a chatty stranger. My favorite. Sometimes but I love them. He was he was really kind. Sometimes he was really nice, but it was one of those things like I really just want to listen to Rent right now. But yeah, we can talk <laughs> this whole two hours. And he was on a work trip. Mm-hmm. The kind of older man, probably in his fifties or so, and he said he travels about half the year for work. And I. Said, oh, well, that's cool. You know, what do you do? And he said, I am an airplane paint salesman. <laughs> that is so incredibly that's, specific. That's what he does. That's that is so job. incredibly okay. specific. And I was like, well, that's a like, that's a job, right? And I was like, I had never considered that. He said, no one ever does. But look at planes. They're all painted. And it takes a very specific kind of paint because of the pressure they're under and the elements they're exposed to. And so he 
travels to the different like places that I guess build the planes. And he is an airplane paint salesman. And so like when he said that to me, I was like, I wonder how many jobs there are that I have never even considered thinking exist. Like Jim is also like a cardboard salesman, but it's not cardboard. It's corrugated. And I he cringes if you say cardboard now. So I only say cardboard. You know, <laughs> as, as a as a good partner would. Um, so here's here's a question that you yeah. may not be able to answer. And that's OK. The, the, Okay. I'm going to, I'm going to give you a a parenting cue for everyone listening. In this case, I don't know, is an acceptable answer. Okay. If we Mm -hmm. could matrix upload every bit of knowledge about a particular job or career field, and then you could just go into it. Like you've got a position waiting for you. You can matrix upload everything you need to know to be able to do the job. You don't have to worry about school. You don't have to worry about qualifications. Mm -hmm. You just get that. And then you can go do it. What would that job be? I have one. Do you need a sec to think about it? Okay, you tell okay, me okay. yours while I'm thinking because because I have an idea, but I don't. So, okay, this tell me is yours. so weird. I want to be a color scientist. I th- so that's a real job that exists. They're yeah. the ones who make right. hair dye colors. They're the ones who figure out the science behind making paint be the color that we want it to be and how it's going to interact. I literally want to be the guy who names paint colors. <laughs> That's what I want to do. I love that. No, see, okay, so I have two things, okay? And and one of them is less specific. I've literally just always wanted to be an artist and a musician. Those are two things I've always wanted to do. Also, trauma surgeon. I've wanted to do that my whole life. I've wanted to be a surgeon. I chose the wrong time to try to take a it's drink. So oddly, <laughs> I know, but I... I have this thing. It's like a special interest with human anatomy and physio- physiology. And you know yeah. this. It's just a yeah. thing for me. I, 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 I know too yeah. much. I read textbooks for fun. But I've always wanted to. But the thing, I have very shaky hands. And I had a very rough childhood that did not lend itself to me going into med school. So yeah. uh, musician, trauma surgeon, you know, normal things that go. <laughs> I want to be a color scientist when I grow up. So... When does that happen? When do we grow up? Well, I'm almost 40 and it hasn't happened yet. So I'm pretty sure it's not gonna. <laughs> yeah, we just grow okay. older. It's fine. <laughs> okay. Um, I'm not gonna lie. I know we don't have a timer, so we don't have to stop talking, but I'm hungry. I would like lunch now. Yeah, I was actually thinking that too, but I didn't know how to like end the episode <laughs> if we don't have a timer. Like, how do we stop do talking? Do I just say I'm done now? I'm d- Bye. Bye. I did that once <laughs> when I had to, I tried out a massage. They had like a massage therapist come to an office. We were like at. four needs in. You were like, like, I, I have to stop. A, Please stop touching. Like, like they did. They said, everyone sign up. Everyone gets a 10 minute massage. And I was like, I don't know how I feel about that. Cause I don't like being touched. And I was like, okay, but it's free. Like, I guess I could try it. Cause everyone says how much they love massages. So I went when it was my turn and I sat down and she started doing the massage thing. And like a minute in, I just kind of stood up. <laughs> I don't know how to like say it. I, I hate this. So I kind of stood up and I don't know what to say. So I was kind of like frozen like deer in the headlights. And she's like, is is everything okay? And I was like, yeah, I think I just don't want to do this. <laughs> and I'm just like, sorry. And I just, just left. left the room. I could have done that like with way more tact, but. Okay. Well, I think I'm done talking to you, Tori. I don't want to do this. Goodbye. <laughs> okay. Bye. Thanks for listening to Childproof from Betches Media. We want to hear from you. Email us at childproof at betches.com. And be sure to give us a follow. I'm Tori Phantom in all the places. She's Mama Cusses. And make sure you're following Betches Moms, too. Don't forget to pre-order my book, Mama Cusses, A Field Guide to Responsive Parenting and Trying Not to Be the Reason Your Kids Need Therapy, anywhere you buy books. And a TikTok sensation wrote that book, One of Life Things. You should buy it. I hate you. Make sure you tune in every Wednesday, everywhere you listen to your favorite podcast. Don't forget to subscribe so you never miss an episode and leave us a rating. And remember, sometimes our kids are assholes. And sometimes it's us. Merry Christmas to those who celebrate and happy holidays to everyone else. Childproof is produced by Rebecca Salsmacow and Sean Kilby. Editing by Shannon Sassone. Social media by Lauren Salome. Guest booking by Allie Friedlander. Be sure to follow us at at Betches Moms on Instagram and send us your email at childproof at Betches.com.
Thank you to our sponsor, Splash Refresher. Meet the water beverage that loves self-care as much as you. Just because you have to hydrate doesn't mean it has to be tasteless. Splash Refresher makes hydration deliciously easy, perfectly blending refreshing fruit flavors with just a little bit of sweetness, all with zero sugar and zero calories. Available in five craveable flavors, there's a flavor for everyone to enjoy. My favorite flavor is the lemon. The mandarin orange is my favorite flavor. Consider your hydrated self thriving. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. Betches.